Welcome back to Dope Nostalgia, folks. I think this is episode 44. I'm starting to lose track. Pretty cool. I'm very excited about the progress of the show, and I hope you guys have been enjoying it, too. I want to hear from you. Always feel free to uh, check us out on Instagram and drop me a line on our Gmail, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. If you want to be on the show, I'm always looking for guests to come on and talk about some of their favorite artists from the 90s. If you're a really big fan of certain people that I've had trouble getting, I get a lot of good interviews, but sometimes there's certain people I haven't been able to hear back from. Um, Maybe they're retired from the industry and, you know, they've moved on or whatever the case may be. I do want to still do shows on these people. So one uh, example of uh, an artist I've been looking for is Tara Kemp. If you remember Tara Kemp, she had a few hits on the radio like Peace of My Heart. Um, Just want to hold you tight all day, all night. Yeah, that's another one. Uh, I want to get these people on the show, but sometimes, you know, it doesn't happen. Um, But for instance, Tara Kemp, I want to do an episode about her. So, hey, if you know Tara Kemp or you just were a fan, I'd love you to come on the show and talk to me about Tara so we can review her career together, have a good time. Maybe have a Zoom beer, you know? Maybe maybe some analog brewing beer if you live in Edmonton. So check that out. Our sponsor, our beer sponsor, Analog Brewery here in Edmonton, Alberta. Um, as well, we got to talk about today's guest. And it's a surprise guest for me because I thought, well, this person wasn't relevant in the 90s because they weren't even born yet. So... How, how how should we do this? Well, you know what I figured? I want to invite this young gentleman on and talk about his experiences in the music business now, today in his young career, as well as the amazing music royalty he came from. He's the grandson of one of the uh, Temptations, you guys. Like, that's classic. So Otis Williams' grandson, his name is Trace Austin, and he's embarked on his own musical adventure He's gotten to work with some pretty cool big shots in the music industry, and he's making his own music now. So we spent some time talking with him. I hope uh, I hope you enjoy learning about Trace's music. We'll play a couple of clips of tunes, as we usually do, and then uh, we'll go from there. I'll share some that funny game show we got later on that name that tune, but that's called "This Is Fucking Stupid." Yeah, we're gonna play some of that for you. If you ever want to play the game. You can always play along with us on the show, but you can always actually play with us. Just message me and I'd be happy to have you on the show, okay? Also, we've got merch now, even in our Patreon tiers. So if you're joining us as a Patreon subscriber, you can start for $1 a month subscribing to the podcast and getting an early release, two days early, and supporting the show. Also, there's different tiers. You can do $3 a month, $5 a month, $10 a month. In certain tiers, you even get free merch. So check it out at patreon.com forward slash dope nostalgia. You also get access to our video content. So some of these interviews that I do, I do on Zoom and we have video of it. If you ever want to check out the actual video of the interview, that's on our Patreon. Now, I'm going to go ahead and tell you all about the career of this young new star, Trace Austin. Wikipedia moment. Trace Austin Price made his onstage debut at the age of six, wowing an audience of thousands as he sang the timeless hit, My Girl, alongside his grandfather, Otis Williams, the legendary founder and surviving original member of The Temptations. 
With a swell of energy surging from the crowd, Trace felt perfectly at home, declaring this auspicious beginning as his keen motivation toward becoming a professional singer. Now, at just 16 years of age, Trace sets out on his own artistic journey, debuting as a rapper-songwriter with a musical music, bleh, mystical musicality and a clever, emotive, lyrical flow. He was born and raised in Canary Wharf, London. Trace traveled the world at a young age, spending time in places such as Greece, Paris, France, Spain, and South America. When Trace was five, he and his family relocated to the United States, where he currently divides his time between California and London. Having been exposed to many different cultures and countries, Trace has compassion for all humans and feels he can relate to everyone. Growing up in a family of an immensely strong musical lineage, apart from his grandfather, Trace's uncle is Benjamin Wright Jr., the famed musician, producer, and arranger, and songwriter, who has worked with Michael and Janet Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Destiny's Child, Aretha Franklin, Gladys Knight, and The Temptations, among many others. Trace's connection with his grandfather, Otis Williams' iconic career, has been transformative and nurturing to the young teen. Having been born over four decades after The Temptations first skyrocketed to international popularity, Trace didn't fully grasp how much of an impact Otis had and still has on the music industry and the world. And that all changed, however, when Trace watched The Temptations film, an NBC TV miniseries from the late 90s based on Otis's autobiographical book. Today, Trace's relationship with his grandfather is very strong, as Trace looks to Otis as a mentor, talking with him daily about their crafts and what is needed to excel in this industry. When Trace was 12, he came out swinging with his first single, The Slow Burn Days, featuring Love Mansway. Mansway, I don't know I'm saying it's right. Love Mansway. <laughs> Produced by Love Mansway and New Jack Swing pioneer Teddy Riley. This track appears on Trace's recently released six-song debut AP, EP, Canary Wharf. In particular, Trace's song, Jason, which has earned over one million streams on SoundCloud, boasts stripped raw production that allows for Trace's fierce flow to shine through. In addition to his growing profile as an artist and producer, Trace's acting work is also gaining traction. Playing the lead role, he received rave reviews for his emotional portrayal of a deaf and mute young boy in the award-winning short film Curiosities of the Quiet Boy. And Trace wanted to spend time with us right here at Dope Nostalgia, and we had a great chat. You can also check out Trace's website at traceaustinmusic.com. Welcome, Trace, to the show. So, Trace, welcome to the show. We're primarily talking about 90s nostalgia on this podcast, but I want to hear all about what you've been up to and, and your legacy. Tell me about your upbringing and why you moved so many exciting countries so early in life. Well, I grew up in London, Canary Wharf, um, born in 2004. Um, I come from a music background, as you know, my grandfather's Otis Williams. And, um, you know, he kind of guided me in a way when I was young, because I didn't really know I wanted to do this from what, age of five or four, but when he brought me on stage when I was six, that's when I was like, oh man, like, I want to learn more about this, because I didn't really know what it was. So I was like, well, why are these people screaming for him? And what is it like? So that's when I started to get into it. And I started music at like, I'd say 10. Yeah. Now, do you remember setting foot on stage when you were six, six years old to sing with your grandfather? Yeah. I read that in, I read that in the bio. So. For sure, yeah. I was uh, in a Dolce & Gabbana outfit. 
Um, and I remember he brought me on stage. We went through uh, all the buildings and he said, uh, this is my grandson, Trace. And the audience was like, oh, he's so cute. Um, you know, he's so little and things like that. So he was like, uh, how about you break dance right quick, Trace? So I like did a little break dance on stage and the audience was screaming and I was uh, nervous at first, but I was very excited. You know, I was very excited. No kidding. Now, your Uncle Benjamin has worked with some of the biggest hit makers in history as well, like Michael Jackson, Justin Timberlake, Destiny's Child. How has he yeah. helped prepare you for stardom? And are you fully aware of the legacy of the artists your family members have worked with? You know, I've become more aware of it over the years. I think, I feel like that I was aware, but for a while, even when I started music, I wasn't too, I wasn't like too aware, but then I started really understanding uh, how powerful it was, you know? Mm -hmm. And even with my Uncle Ben, uh, he's taught me some things of what I need to do in terms of uh, how to be a great artist. Um, I recorded at his studio my first song in 2016 with uh, Teddy Riley. Oh, wow. So that was a nice thing. That was Days on uh, Spotify. Mm -hmm. You can check it out, Days with uh, Love Mansui on Sweet. Spotify. We'll um, share it on the show, too. Yes, for nice. sure. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, not many people can say they worked with Teddy Riley on their first single. So how, yeah. how was the getting to know him in the beginning and how, how did that all come about? Well, you know, that all came about because he was tight with my uh, Uncle Benjamin. So I remember when I went to the studio, I didn't really know who he was. So I was like, it's like, I've heard of him before, but I don't really know who he is. And my mom was like, what is this Teddy Riley? Like, you gotta know who he is. Like, and I was like, oh man. So I got to the studio, I was nervous. He was like, all right, lay a track down. So I did a verse and uh, did one more. And at first I was, little nervous but then I hit I hit that switch and that's when I was you know he said it was really nice working with you um he was telling me it was really nice working with you things like that and I had some other uh friends there who were helping me write the song and uh were, who were recording with me so wow what a great experience do you think it's and more it was crazy because at that age I wrote the song so that was another thing. I wrote days at like the age of 12. So I've always been a, a writer yeah. throughout my music career. Absolutely. And I think it's it's wonderful that you start writing so young, even without having all the life experience ahead of you yet. It gets you going mm -hmm. and there, everyone has something to write about, you know? Um, I, I totally know where you're coming from. I used to write really young too. And then I had my own uh, band and stuff. So it was really awesome to see you doing that as well. She says, she says, she says, 
These girls always looking so fine, even when her makeup don't shine. She is like dynamite. While we fight, smile so bright. Light up a room now and tell a story, campfire. Keep these other women in the shade, cause they just wanna play. And I ain't got the time of the day. Say that, take you to the valley where I stay at. Roll through the courts, let me show you where I play at. Sugar crush, she the sugar rush when I'm laid back. Yeah, we both are good in the magic camo babe jackets, pets that I don't need no setbacks. Play like I'm curry, gotta hit her with a step back swish. Do you, uh, yeah. do you think it's more of a blessing or a curse to be under the umbrella of such a legacy as The Temptations? What are the pros and cons? So definitely a blessing because um, it opens more doors for me, you know, more opportunities. Um, and they're able to guide me in the right direction. My grandpa tells me, like, when you're in the industry, this is what you need to do, this is what you need to watch out for. And he said, I'm going to be there to guide you that whole way. Uh, just so you know what's good and what's not good. So I appreciate that help that uh, my grandpa has given me, he's told me and the advice he's given me. Mm -hmm. uh, so I think that's definitely a blessing for sure. For sure. Oh, for sure. And the thing is, it's nice to have people who's are, who've already been through this so that when you encounter different issues, they'll be able to be on your side and help you through them. Yes. Yeah. For sure. Um, what has your grandfather been able to impart onto you musically? Hmm. Impart onto me musically. So he's, he's uh, helped me with, you know, having a certain sound, industry business, mm -hmm. um, how to conduct business. Yeah, how to conduct business in the industry. Um, what to do to be successful, basically what to do to be successful in terms of image, music, uh, watching out for certain people, um, things like that, you know. That's good. Now, do the Temptations, do their music inspire you when, since you grew up on it? And which song of theirs is your favorite? You know, it's definitely inspired me for sure. Um, I love My Girl, of course. Mm -hmm. That's a classic. Um, I really like Papa Was Rolling Stone. That's another classic. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's another classic. And I think also, I was listening to that beat, and I think that would be, uh, that would be great to remake. That'd be something to remake in today's age, because the beat was kind of ahead of its time back then. So I feel that uh, if we had it today and we just put a little mix on it, it would be uh, the best, you know? Have you and everywhere I go, I hear songs too. So that's another thing that's have inspiring you, for me. Have you considered doing the cover? Yes, for sure. Yes, I've definitely considered doing the cover. Now, I definitely want to do the cover. Oh, I look forward to it. Describe your style of music and what listeners can look forward to with your album that's uniquely you. So my style of music is, um, like I said, I grew up in London. So uh, it's crossover. Um, 
I want to have a broader audience. I want it to appeal to everybody, basically. Um, like I had said, a European flair with it. Um, I do rap, pop, R&B, and I like to do some chill. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else. Yeah, I think that's basically my style of music, and I have many producers I want to work with, like uh, Pharrell is one, Anderson Pack, uh, Kate Chinata. Those are like my dream producers. So, hey, you never, you, you'll get there. You'll get there. Just keep working hard. What the yeah. title? The title Canary Wharf is named after your hometown. I'm guessing. Yes, named after my hometown in London. Do you still get to go back there, or? Yes, I actually just, um, you know, I went in December. It was December or January I went, and um, it just felt crazy to be back because it was uh, nostalgic. I was like, oh man, like, just to be back. Uh, I haven't been here in years, like a decade before I went. Um, and then I was flat in London, so it's an apartment. Mm -hmm. So uh, I stayed there. I stayed there for like a couple months out of the year, maybe one month. Um, so that was great too. No, that was great. Just to see it, just to be back home, you know? Yeah, you don't really have a British accent at all either. How did you yeah, pull that off? I, uh, I had one when I was like four, but I lost it. I came back here mm -hmm. and I was like, dang, I lost it. But when I see uh, girls, I tell them like, you know I'm British, right? <laughs> <laughs> I just tell them like, you know I'm British. But uh, yeah, I totally lost the accent. I was like, dang, that could have, uh, parlayed into something, but uh, I can try to learn it, maybe parlay it into some songs, you know? <laughs> turn it on, turn it off kind of thing? Yeah, exactly. Are, this collection of songs you've recently put out, what are these songs about to you? Um, they're kind of an introduction of Trace, just showing you who he is. Those songs I've recorded um, within the past year, all the songs, and I have some new ones. I have a new one on Spotify, Apple Music, all platforms named Imposters. And I have uh, two new ones coming out pretty soon. So I think the Canary Wharf just introduced who I am and the songs that I have out right now and that are coming out, I feel like just carry on that legacy, you know, and uh, express, it expresses how I feel, you know, in my music and my upbringing. Beautiful. What was one of your most memorable performances so far? Hmm, that's a good one. Um, definitely the one at Catch One. You've heard of Catch One, right? No, what's Catch One? Uh, down I'm sorry. Cut so, out. sorry. You said what? It, it cut out for a second. Right when you were explaining Catch One, I apologize. Oh no, that's fine. That's fine. Um. So I would say my show at Catch One, which was in March, that was right before everything shut down with quarantine. Yeah. And I opened up for this artist named Caskey. So um, I opened up for Caskey and I think that was my most memorable performance um, because that was my most hype. I was able to get the most energy. Uh, the crowd was vibing with me too. Yeah. Um, so just having the crowd, uh, yelling and stuff and being like, uh, you did so good. I think that gave me more excitement to actually perform better. You feed off that good energy when you have yeah. a, a full crowd in front of you that are enjoying it. So Exactly. And also, uh, that's also, I parlay that into uh, acting because I'm an actor and I started a short film 
about two years ago, three years ago, mm. that won an award at Revolt Film Festival. Mm. So it won a reward at the Revolt Film Festival. I played a deaf mute kid. Um, so I parlay acting into music because I just parlay into like what I feel. And sometimes what I feel, I express that in acting as well. So. Are you gonna be a triple threat? Yep, triple threat. You doing the dancing too? Oh, um, I'm decent at dancing. Yeah, I'm pretty good at dancing. Um, I'm not a pro, but I am decent. <laughs> I am decent. So who did you get to meet in the music business so far that you were most excited to meet? Hmm, that's a good one too. Wow, so many good <laughs> questions. Um, Billie Eilish, I was very excited to meet Billie Eilish. Um, I met some other people. I met an artist named Tierra Wack. Um, who else did I meet? I met Tyler Creator, mm -hmm. uh, Jaden Smith. Nice. Um, which those are all inspiration to me. So I was very excited to meet them. Very oh, excited. Very cool. Very cool. Um, now, when you're in the recording studio, is the process really exciting for you, or does it kind of get tedious when you have to do take after take? No, it's actually uh, really exciting to me because uh, usually I have a plan when I go into the studio. Mm. Um, and that plan is like, I'll have the, um, when I'm in the booth, I'll have the song just figured out, like the beat, the melody, and I'll have the lyrics written. So I'm in my zone, like in the booth. And uh, I feel like that's when I start actually spitting. Mm -hmm. uh, and it depends with the person too, because I feel like a lot of people I'm able to vibe with, um, the engineers, the producers, I'm able to vibe with everybody. So when I get in that studio, the light comes on and I just do um, my best to make the song what it is. And even uh, when the producer is mixing it, I even tell the producer like what things to put in there, what uh, sometimes deep in my voice, just throw little things in there that the public would be like, oh wow, this is different. Just like to arrange, you know? That's great. My songs. It's good that you're hands-on because I know there's so much more for you um, uh, as an artist to be able to grow and do production yourself and everything too. It's good that you're yeah. hands-on. Now how, sure. how much is the 90s, that decade? Because I mean, it happened before you were born, but how much did the music from then influence you as a person? And who are some of your favorite musicians from that era? Um, my mom, who loves Michael Jackson. Mm. So Michael Jackson was an inspiration for me. Uh, Prince mm -hmm. was another inspiration. Um, let's see who else. Um, I just like old school in general, you know? Yeah. Um, hip hop, uh, R&B, Maxwell. Maxwell's cool. Very nice. What's the cheesiest thing from that era? What do you look at and go, oh man, that's really lame. <laughs> mm, that's a hard one. <laughs> I don't really know any uh, thing that's cheesy, <laughs> I would say. Mm. Well, you're very, yeah, you're a very positive person, I can tell. So do you feel you <laughs> have, do you feel that like you have a crew around you right now that will keep you grounded and safe from the pitfalls of young stardom? I know we kind of touched on that earlier. But yeah, yeah, yeah. So I definitely feel like I have a, a 
crew that can uh, just guide me in the right direction and they can tell me what to expect, what not to expect. I feel like they can protect me from uh, things that are, you know, negative or anything that's uh, like vultures, basically. Right. You got to look out for that. People, people can sometimes try to like, you know, hang on because they want a piece. So it's good that you're aware of all that too. Now, did you have to take any media lessons yeah. or any other kind of lessons to get involved? Music lessons even? Um, no, not really. I didn't really have to take any uh, music lessons mm -hmm. to get involved with things. Um, my family kind of told me what to do and they groomed me. Um, so I didn't really have to take any lessons, no. It just kind of came natural. It was like one day I was like, oh man, like I really want to do music. And it just kind of came natural to me of uh, just basically how to make my how to improve my sound, you know, and how to perfect it. Wonderful. Now, you talked to me about your acting experiences so far. Where can people see the movies you've been in so far, or movies or sh shows? Where can they find you? So uh, you can find it um, definitely on the internet, uh, Revolt Film Festival, somewhere around there. Uh, Curiosities of the Quiet Boy 2017. Um, you can find it on IMDb, things like that. And uh, yeah, you can find it on IMDb. Nice. Yep. Now, have you ever considered starting your own podcast? Because there's a lot of podcasts nowadays. Yes, I definitely can. I actually was just talking about this the other day, uh, starting my own podcast. I feel like that would definitely be dope because I could bring uh, other talent and people who uh, I correlate with, you know, relate to, who I can vibe with. Um, I feel like we can have that chemistry if they come on the show when I have a podcast. It's just nice to have a good conversation with other musicians or people who influence you. So. Yeah, I, I think it's that'd be you've got so much going on. You're a busy guy, and I think it's wonderful all the things you're doing in music today. So, what goals lie ahead for you? Hmm, what goals lie ahead? Actually, there's many goals. Um, you know, just improving my sound, uh, making good music, uh, working with some of my dream producers, um, acting, uh, being on the big screen. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, just working with some of my dream producers and uh, working with production, you know, having good production, things mm -hmm. like that. Well, it looks like you have it all set out and laid out, and I think it's fantastic. And I'm really happy you came to visit us on the show today. So, Trace, thank you so much. Thank you so much for having me. It's a blessing. Thank you. Don't get stopped at a top sign. These boys must have been 
slap, we rise up like apocalypse Above artists, I shit I got a third eye, so I gotta watch shit Keep a chopper in the seat I'm ready for the fiends in case they run up on me Might give the boy to work like hefty These boys getting critical Like they was in politics You wanna run it again, run it I told the dude again, run it I told the repeat it again, run it I told the rest of it again, run it She wanna run it again, run it I told the dude again, run it I told the repeat it again, run it I told the rest of it again, Hit that boy to the right now he run like a relay, uh She's skiing on the slope just like a playboy Monday I'm just sounding like a hit, after these messages, we'll be right back. Analog Brewing, winner of three awards at the 2020 Alberta Beer Awards, is a proud sponsor of the Dope Nostalgia podcast. Analog Brewing is now offering delivery within the city of Edmonton with no delivery fee on orders over 40 bucks. Go to analogbrewing.ca slash shop. That's www.analogbrewing.ca forward slash shop and place your order today. When placing an order, you could also pay it forward and take part in their Nurse a Pint program and prepay for a pint for a nurse. Mention this podcast in the order comments so they know we sent you. Analog Brewing, taking beer to the next level. One children's vitamin comes complete with the great Flintstones taste and fun character shapes kids love. We are Flintstones kids, 10 million stones. Flintstones, with the vitamins and minerals kids need and the taste they love. Now that's what I call complete. And It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network and happily powered by ATB. We are a bi-weekly podcast that aims to discuss selected conspiracy theories, alternative accounts, legends, myths, and more without coloring the topic with our conversation until the very end of the episode. We also feature beer reviews, lame jokes, bad puns, far too many 80s movies references, geek culture, and general nerdery. Our real aim is for fun, inclusive content that doesn't take itself too seriously. You don't have to be blisteringly paranoid of mind control to enjoy a chinwag with your old pals, Greg, Charlie, Andrew, the Irish Madman, and our podcast puppies, Kylo and Ren. It's a Conspiracy is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. And now, this is fucking stupid with Naomi, Kendra, Charity, Mike, and Colin. This is fucking stupid is fucking stupid. It's a stupid game we play where you have to guess the hot song of the 90s or a super obscure song of the 90s. Our friends have no idea what I'm going to throw at them. Why don't you come play along with us? Here we go. Back in the game. Good to mm-hmm. go. All right. Colin and I actually did a side piece on an episode about this song. We used to hear this song all the time on the open house party. Open house party on Power 92. It's, it's pretty obscure choice. 
huge intro, sorry. Still having sex. All the denouncement. People are having sex. No Not quite. Parents and counselors. Constantly. Ah, I remember this episode. Still having sex. People are still having sex. Correct, five points. <laughs> I was, I was gonna say to Naomi, it's like 11 o'clock at night. You know, there's people having sex out there. They are. Do you think you remembered the artist's name? Uh... Artist? Hell, I can't remember the last time I had sex. <laughs> uh... It's Latour. 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 I'm like, I know it's like it sounded French. <laughs> Yeah, no, we we did we did an a side piece on the Ugly Kid Joe episode back. That's in, right. Yeah, when you guys were talking about that. Yeah. Where I'm like begging Latour to come on the show. He hasn't yeah. called yet, folks. So hey, some one of Latour's friends listening, tell him to come on the show. Okay. There you go. Uh, this one's it might be too old for Kendra. Anything for your love? Close. Do anything. It's do anything. Five points. One hit wonder. What you gonna do for my love? That girl singer in there, she's the other uh, backup singer for Madonna, Nikki Harris. Uh, Donna Delory? No, she's the other one, Nikki oh, Harris. Oh, the other one. I thought you said it was the one. <laughs> no, there was two, and this was Nikki Harris singing back. He does all those girl parts in there. Hassock Sisters? It's actually a duo, a male duo called Natural Selection. Oh, is oh it even, okay. it's even in the song later on too. There It'll is a lyric my natural, selection. natural Selection. Yes. That's right. Kendra's like, fuck this. What, what, what's the name of this game again? <laughs> fuck this is, this is fucking stupid. Fuck this, yeah, fuck this is stupid. <laughs> yeah, I had no clue. Okay. Oh, I love that song. Damn it, I'm, I'm gonna be adding stuff to my, to play it, my playlist. Oh, this is a... Move your mind? Nope. Move your body? Five points. Um, but... Artist. It's the same, guys. I know this. It sounds, it sounds like Daft Punk, but I know it's not. Move not your body. But I know it sounds like some other song that you know. Well, it also sounds like Eiffel, Eiffel, Eiffel 65. Five points. It's Eiffel 65. It is. It's Eiffel 65. Yep. You were thinking it sounds like Lou, weren't you? Yeah, I was, yeah. I was trying to say, I was like trying to think of the name. I'm like, oh, it's Blue. Who's the fuck? Eiffel 65. You're welcome for getting you started on that title. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm adding songs as we go. To my funny. playlist. I'm glad you're finding that you enjoy some of these tracks. At least, at least it did something good for the world. Oh, yeah. I got excited and I hurt myself. Oh fuck! Jesus. <laughs> Let's go to the doctor.
Yeah, yeah go sit Daffy's there for another eight hours. <laughs> I think this is a tough one. I love how you can tell that some of this stuff is like earlier 90s just because it sounds still kind of from the 80s. You know what I mean? Like it's just, just barely coming you in. You can hear that transition yeah. from the yeah. 80s to the 90s. Totally. Wish I could find the right place. This was a style of music called freestyle. I don't know. It's kind of like a Latin dance pop. That's what freestyle is. I'm over you. Nope. That's a good beer. Analog Brewery presents Tomatoes. Hot pepper. Mysterious? Hooked on you. Hooked on you. It's hooked on you. Uh, Kendra came in first on that. Yep, she did. Anybody know what the artist is at all? So you said Latin, so I'm going to go that it's, it's, that it's Selena. No, but that's a good guess. It's actually a girl group, a, th- a trio called Sweet Sensation. Oh, okay. And, no- that. and nobody's going, oh, because they're like, I don't fucking know that. Nope. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Definitely didn't know that. Nope. 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 Next song. Another song by this group. Yes, you do. Her artist. For the fun we had, oh my love. I can't make head nor tail of passion, oh my love. Oh my love? No. Nope. Passion? No. Deeply, deep about the way you walk. I'm going to say it's called Dippy. It is Deeply Dippy. <laughs> Who's the artist? I don't know. I can't think of it. And I, I, I can't even think of the other song that I know. The other song you know? Okay, I'm, I'm not. We're done. You're not getting points after I say this. That's fine. The other song you know is I'm Too Sexy. Oh, oh like, right uh, said Fred. Right said Fred. Uh, Fuck. <laughs> Okay, this one, I think this one's pretty easy. Oh, D-Lite! Yes, five points. points. to the heart. Ten points. Boom. Girl, that wasn't even in your deck. Like, you weren't alive yet, I don't think. Wait, were you? (laughs) You would have been alive. I would have been alive. I just would have been young. Okay, I think this came out of grade five teen dances for me. Oh, she she would have been in grade one or kindergarten when this came out. I remember when this song came out thinking it was so weird. What year was it? It was 90 or 91. Grade yeah, one. It, <laughs> I, I would have been in grade one and 91. 90 yep. to 91, I would have been grade one. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it, it was just so odd. And I didn't like the song at first, but it grew on me. Huh? All right, groove is in the heart. Here we go, next one. 
band had a really big first single and this was their sophomore single, the second one after. It's early in the morning and I'm feeling kind of dumb. I'm trying real hard, but I'm having no fun. Is this Weedus? No, that's a good guess, but it's not. It's like being the smartest kid in class and having no brain. Sharon's right beside me. Yeah, I feel it too. Oh, 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 freaking heck. Just lost their fat mad flow. It's just a matter of time before our brains all blow. My brains are broken, but I'm feeling all right. I feel like I'm It's feel all right. It's feeling all right. I'll give you that. It's Len. It's Len. Five points for Kendra. Five points for Kendra. It's Len. Yeah, from since I heard sunshine. Sharon, I was like, "Steal my sunshine, Sharon." That's right. <laughs> Steal my sunshine. Another Sharon Canadian woman. group. Right on. Yeah. Really. I couldn't think of the name right, but as soon as like I heard his his voice, I was like, "Fuck, I do know this." What is it? Do you see why I don't give you "Steal My Sunshine"? Because yeah, that's yeah. just too. Because we would have got it right away. Yeah. yeah. Hello, no challenge there, right? Benga boys. Correct. Five points. that I know. going to Ibiza <laughs> we're going to Ibiza we're going to Ibiza should I just give that to you charity because like or did you say a wrong. pizza no a pizza is what I said a pizza a pizza but she said Ibiza yeah, yeah I said Ibiza who do I give the point to technically Kendra Kendra because she said Ibiza because I was like, I thought about that. I was like, but is that the actual name? And then when you said a pizza, I'm like, I'm going to go for a pizza because I, I know that's a place. <laughs> we have somebody joining. Uh, I just have to send them the invite. Not the one that I sent Michael that was empty. Um, <laughs> I sent him the same. I sent Colin the same link with nothing in it. Oh, Colin's going to kick everybody's ass. <laughs> Colin's the one who's played this yeah. one before. He's not allowed. No, he Colin played it before on the podcast. And oh, he nice. basically... He he did he did a fair job. Yeah, I heard Good. that one. I remember when he played it. He's gonna come and kick all our asses now. It's not yeah. fair. It's not yep. fair. <laughs> this is really exciting. Fucking stupid. We have to add a column for Colin. <laughs> We're adding a column for Colin. <sighs> well, at least we got a head start. He'll have go. to come in from behind. Oh. oh. Uh. I should have said, said that when he went, when he was here. I'm not going there. I'm not going there. No. Oh, wow. That's the beauty of drinking beer. And let's talk about analog brewings. The Three Amigos Peach Hot Pepper Ale. 
5.5%. So you know you're getting drunk tonight. That sounds really delicious, though. I yeah. want one. Asshole friend who's rubbing it into my friend who can't drink because she has no blood in her body. Absolutely. <laughs> it's zero. squirted out everywhere zero. today. <laughs> God. Yep. Yeah, the, the mishaps of uh, an IV gone wrong. <laughs> it starts spraying all over the place. It looks like a murder scene. <laughs> I really hope you guys like the chat we had with Trace Austin. What a nice kid. Real positive. And uh, check out his music, of course. Like I told you, I gave you the links earlier. Trace Austin music. Hey, next week, we have a good buddy on the show. Okay? My friend Evan is going to be on the show talking about his personal life journey where he um, had a stroke at the very young age of, I think it was 20 and uh, how far he's come and all the wonderful things he's doing now. And he decided to come on the show with me and talk about the band Len, a Canadian treasure. Not just a one-hit wonder. I think they had two or three hits. But yes, we're going to talk about Len with Evan. So Evan Mudrick on the show next week. Check it out and have a wonderful week. Love you guys. Take care. Social media, yeah, we've got it. Send us an email, dopenostalgiapodcast at gmail.com. Twitter, Nostalgia Dope. Or on Insta, dope underscore nostalgia. This podcast is licensed by SoCan because we believe that artists should be paid for their work.